back, everybody, to Who's Your Band? I am Jeffrey Paul. I am joined by my co-host for this week, well, as, as always, Sean Morton. How are you, Sean? Oh, I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. One of my favorite uh, my favorite guests is going to be on this show today. I have a lot to talk to him about, too. Let me just tell you. Yeah, he is a singer. He's a songwriter. Um, he... <laughs> He was part, he, he, the name of the band was called uh, the Eric Martin Band, okay? His name is Eric Martin, and he was part of Mr. Big. Folks, let's welcome Mr. Eric Martin to the show. How are you, Eric? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, guys. Thank. Uh, now I'm doing good. I'm doing great. Uh, the Eric Martin Band, when we first got together on, um, you know, 19... How'd you come up with the name? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Thanks for stealing the joke right out of my mouth. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, we got together in 1980 and our band was called 415. We're from San Francisco Bay Area, 415, the area code of San Francisco. And then that stuck around for a long, long time. And then we got signed to Electra Records and our manager uh, who got the deal, he goes, you know, I'm not, I'm not digging the 415. I think we ought to call it Eric Martin Band. And the guys of the band, and let me tell you, the guys of the band were John Nyman, guitar player for Y&T, Troy Lichetta went on to be the drummer of Tesla. You know, these are made oh. men, you know, they've been working for right. a long time and they go, Eric Martin and our manager, Herbie Herbert, who managed journey, another made man goes, uh, don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out. Right. And they go, Eric, what do you think? I'm like, you know, it's got a good ring to it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't mind the name personally. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I always got my ass kicked going back home in that in the band station wagon, going back to our big band house that had flags in the front that said 415. That's great. Oh, kill me. Hey, Eric, yeah. Like Sean said, you, we're, we're two comedians who we love like this type of music. Uh, you're one of our favorite singers. Um, question I wanted to ask you was, you know, when I listen to you, and we'll talk about your music and some of the covers you did, which is, I found to be incredible, but I hear a little bit of soul in your voice. In fact, I hear a lot of soul in your voice. Um, were you influenced by any of the, uh, or which ones of the great soul singers? There was a few, but I put my, uh, the guy that I put on a pedestal was Otis Redding. Me too. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Otis Redding, Sam Cook, um, Jackie Wilson, uh, I like the more Wilson Pickett. I like the more edge soul singers. You know, the Marvin Gaye was great. He was just had a beautiful timbre to his voice. But I like the guys that uh, sounded like they smoked a pack of uh, of, of Tarrington uh, cigarettes or Lucky Strikes and and then knock back, knock back a bottle of uh, Cuddy Sark or some shit, you know? <laughs> Did you have that type of music playing in your house when you were growing up? Yeah, my dad was totally into music. I mean, I mean, he he loved the 40s swing like um, I mean, he, he loved Frank Sinatra. That was constantly in the house. And my mother, she liked um, uh, musicals, you know, so so uh, it was uh, South Pacific or Music Man or whatever. And then as the generations went on, uh, let me just tell you this. I, forget. I always assume that people kind of know this about me, but I'm an army brat and I, and we moved around from, from all over the United States to all over Europe. 
I mean, I went to elementary school in Italy, you know, for God's sake. So everywhere we went, it was a different kind of sound on the radio. Ah. When we were growing up, it was Frank Sinatra and musicals. And then we started moving around. And I remember living in Germany and it was a, probably a lot of black uh, GIs. Uh, this is late 60s, probably, a, a, you know, a lot more black GIs or a bunch of white guys that love soul music, too. But radio uh, played all these soul giants. And when I go to record stores, you know, it wasn't Capitol Records, Beatles stuff. It was Stax Volt and, and Motown and Chess Records and, you know, that kind of stuff. So I was sort of weaned on that music when I was growing up. That's it's interesting. And you didn't actually, you know, I mean, you're known for being, you know, a vocalist, but didn't you start as a drummer? Yeah. So my dad, before he joined the army, he was a drummer in 40 swing bands when he was in high school and college. And then he was in the, um, man, I never, I did the same thing in Ralph's man. I, 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 I did the same thing in Ralph's uh, podcast. Like I'm either sweating or my nose is running or I got something going on. And I was going to use one of those red pillows that I did on Ralph's. <laughs> I'll just use a t-shirt. Okay. Who's it a t-shirt of? Oh, hey, this oh, this is a great t-shirt. This is a whole new conversation, but this is uh, it's called Dodge the Bullet, right? And it's it's from a uh, I I had this band uh, Tak Matsumoto Group back in the nineties, early two thousands with Jack Blades, Night Ranger, me, Tak Matsumoto, Chris Frazier from Foreigner. Anyway, see how much I I I I I'm, I, I have so much pride about these guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, great band, though. It's a killer band. So, yeah, my dad was a drummer and uh, he was in a union and all these bands would come through town and people are great artists like uh, Doris Day, who wasn't just like the actress Doris Day. She was an amazing singer back in her day. And uh, Les Brown and the band of Renown, who this is way before your time guys, but uh, they were the band that were on uh, the Merv Griffin show when I was growing up and Dick Cavett and, you know, all, you know, all, all those times when you saw Jimmy Hendrix. I remember the shows. Cavett, sure. you know? But anyway, um, uh, the four aces was a singing group that came through town and they had a huge hit called three coins in a fountain. Now my dad, there's, conflicting stories. He would say he was on the record or, I mean, he, we had a gold record, a gold 38 or whatever it was, you know, in our house that we stared at all the time. And my dad would say, yeah, I played with the four aces. So kind of, you know, went around forever, but so he played. And then over the years, every Christmas, uh, it would be a practice pad a, a snare drum, a, a low tom, a, a high tom, a bass drum. You know, my wife, I mean, we we could afford it, but he, you know, he was he was doing pretty good in the army. I don't know why he didn't just get the whole kit right off the bat. He just tortured and teased me for fucking years, you know. But um, then I became a drummer, and I was pretty good for the time. Uh, had a, had a couple bands I was in. One was called Buzz. One was called uh, Red Sun. 
we had yeah we had this black singer we had a i i said the same thing the other day but we had this uh what type of music do you guys play it, it was rock rock and roll music but and and some soul music we played uh there was a band called rare earth and they we played celebrate but that's that's part of the story so uh it was Creedence Clearwater. It was some, a lot of Rolling Stones. It was basically whatever the GIs wanted to play because there was a couple GIs in the band. And, uh -huh. and one guy, the bass player, his name was, <clears throat> best name ever that I've heard before. You'll never top this name. Even if you look on the Pac-10, uh, you know, names, that name. Uh, Lucky President. That was his name. That's my, that's my brother-in-law's name. Uh, lucky is that you i went, I went to that? school with a kid i went to school with a kid named eric shin eric shitty eric shin so eric if you say it really fast he had no idea we would call him boner he had no idea what we were talking about <laughs> yeah lucky friend oh shit man so yeah my nickname back in the day was lame it was mouse how about that, <laughs> that why is that i was small and then okay. there was a book that was called The Mouse That Roared. And like I had a big mouth still to this day. And uh, yeah, I was mouse back in the day. So yeah, Lucky President, another GI that I didn't know his name is just like private somebody. And um, so we played whatever they liked on the radio. So it was like, yeah, there was some funk and soul and some rock and roll and uh and but anyway, so the, the singer didn't show up to the gig or practice or something. And uh, they go, Eric, you're not a bad singer. And I, I was OK, man. I had like my balls dropped later on in life, man. I had like a little, you know, little Anthony in the Imperials kind of voice, a really screamy high kind of thing. And uh, I played drums and sang at the same time on a song by Rare Earth, which was a soul song called Celebrate. Yeah, like, great song. I, I just want to celebrate, like, you know. Anyway, um, so that's that. So yeah, I did play drums and I and I was okay, but when I saw other drummers coming, you know, I became a lead singer and when I saw a bunch of other drummers, I went, oh shit, you, you gotta, you know, I only had the one book, how to learn how to play drums. They had many books, yeah. I, was, I was lame, you know. So that was your but first right. like real like experience singing. Like you didn't sing like in, in like church or, or anything like that beforehand. Uh, not at the time. No. I mean, we sang around the house. My, like I said, my mother was totally into musicals. So it was, yeah, we were, we were, we knew all the words to music man and uh, later on in life, you know, Jesus Christ, superstar and Godspell and hair. And yeah, we, everybody sang around the house. So, and my mother was had a, uh, an incredible, uh, great voice. She was in like a bunch of glee clubs, kind of, you know, how mm -hmm. like glee or like, you know, fame show, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. My mother was into that in high school and she won a bunch of, a bunch of awards, a bunch, a bunch of awards. And, uh, but never, uh, never looked at her future that way. You know, she wanted to be, uh, she wanted to have children and take care of children. And, and she was a great army wife. I mean, she, yeah, she's probably spinning around her grave right now going, I was much more than that. You know? <laughs> yeah. But now um, you clearly, yeah. I was gonna say, you clearly made the right choice with uh, singing because um, 
I heard you had the opportunity to uh, either be in or audition for Van Halen. Oh, man. Get some better bait on the hook, will you? <laughs> <laughs> or is that one of those Wikipedia like bullshit stories? No, it's a true story, no. but it's fucking been beaten to death. All right, you know what? Here's what we're going to do, Eric. Fuck Van Halen. Let's let's, let's not talk about hey. that. No, no I, I'll, I'll just tell you. I was invited, like a few others that I know. Patty Smythe was invited. Mm-hmm. Was invited to audition, and I was really excited about it for a week, and then I backed out slowly. Really? I knew, I knew in my heart. Yeah, like like the guys. Like I don't know if you're a singer. There's so many other singers that I've talked to. Mm-hmm. They go. I would have went in there and I would have done this. I'm like, look who you're going up against. Yeah. That's, in, that's David, intimidating when you really David, think about it. David Lee Roth, right. David Lee Roth, the king of rock and roll, like through a long, long time, you know, saying he, he good voice, bad voice, whatever you like. He was the greatest entertainer that we had in our generation. Right. And look at him and he's gone. And then I'm like, Hey, I want you to come down and uh, audition for the band. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna, you know, mm-hmm. real high voice. Yeah, you're right. I'm gonna fucking do it. And then he hangs up the phone. I'm like, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man. So that's, that's a story without, that's a great story. I never told it that way before. I've always told like, you know, that I chicken shit it out, but my main thing was I was, you know, I've said this before. I just, I'm going to say it. I said it so many times before saying it going to be the last time I talk about it, but those are mighty big clown shoes to fill. How, sure. how dare me even consider, I should have just went, you know what? Move on to the next. Thank you for calling Edward. Edward. Thank you. Cliff. See, I'm a horrible singer, even though I sang in a band forever. And I, I would have even jumped on that chance just to audition with them, too. Absolutely. You wouldn't have or would have? I would have. Absolutely. No, I but, would have done it. Well, you're a, you, you have a lot of confidence, son. Yeah, and, a little a little too much. A little or, too much. Or you yeah. might uh, or you might have been. You know, your heart is nails. You might have been picked on so much in your life that you're like, ah, oh, fuck it. Fuck this. You know, like you got you got to have a. What do I got to pay you a fucking copay now for a therapy session? Jesus Christ. Well, that's how I feel right now, dude. I'm like, yeah. I'm in a, I was in a shitty mood before we got the Zoom thing going on, but I'm a little happy talking about you. Go ahead. All right. Caller, you're on the air. Now, listen, I had a, I had a friend too. He's an amazing singer, and he had gotten the call to audition for Allison Chains when Allison Chains' singer passed away. Yeah. And this guy could pull it off. I mean, yeah. no, with no question. Cool. And he went out there, and that was just, you know, one song and you're done, and that's it. And you fly back. <clears throat> you know, I got to tell you, I had a, I have a bunch of friends. I live in Northern California. I have a bunch of rock and roll musicians around here. And uh, this one guy, Mark Choley, who I played with for many, many years, a bass player. And he he was doing auditions left and right. And he's a rock and roll bass player. But he went down to, to audition for Tracy Chapman back in the day. You know what she had? You're going to drive my car and all that thing, right? Yeah, best car. And uh, she was she was on the on the chart. She was doing great. And he went down and auditioned. He learned all the songs, went down and auditioned. And she was kind of a. She's kind of a little snippy snip to him, right? And she goes, yeah, I'll call you. And she never called. 
<clears throat> you never talked about it, but man, I talked about it. I'm like, fuck, fuck that bitch. You know, a lot of uh, musician friends of mine went down to audition for the Foo Fighters when they were looking for guitar players. But I looked at it like, I didn't, I never really thought, I, I thought I was good. I, look, I'm great. I'm fucking great now. I could do it now, you know, but uh, I'm great at the time. And this is a year before Billy Sheehan called. I didn't have the confidence. I was great live. I was awesome live. And I was really why good. Did you have, why didn't you have confidence? I was, I was really good at doing my own thing. But I never auditioned for anything before, really. And I was, I really got, uh, I was in, incredibly afraid, you know? Hmm. So, Do you yeah. regret not going in and auditioning? You know what I did? I No, no. I'm, I, I, I guess, in, you know, the old saying that I used to say, which is an old saying, I, if I would have done it, I would have had bragging rights, but then I, I would have been just on a long list of guys who didn't make it, you know? I'm the guy who uh, didn't do it, and I get a lot of shit for, from it. All those singers that come up to me and go, who are great singers, and some of them suck balls, but they think in their head that they could do it, you know? But they always say that they would do it. No offense to you, who I'm looking at. Uh, Sean, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no offense to you and your friends and stuff. And I know you you say that now, you do it. But, like, you're asked, you're called on the phone a couple times within that week. Hey, man, I I love your voice. And he goes, Who I called you? Edward. Edward, he called me. And and he's talking to me. We're yapping away, you know, and he's calling. He's uh, a producer played him one of the songs I, I did in my new an album that just kind of came out on Capitol records. And he goes, uh, I love your voice, but I, I hate your record. I don't That's a left hand to compliment. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what I said? I, I'm like, you're right. I hate it too. I mean, he had <laughs> <laughs> the power, man. He was, he was Eddie Van Halen. Nobody, call, nobody called me in that caliber. Um, I had a lot of good friends in journey and, I actually knew Sammy Hager back in the day, you know, and still to this day, but Eddie Van Halen calls your house and says, all these people are vouching for you. And they say, you're a great singer. And I heard your voice and I love your voice, but I fucking hate your record. I don't think you're doing the right thing. You shouldn't be doing this rock and soul thing. You should be doing, uh, you know, Van Halen type music or whatever he said, you know, I, you should be doing more harder rock and roll. And I went like, you're right. <laughs> so <laughs> and look, look, it didn't work out. And it, I don't know, the gods didn't, the stars didn't align. It didn't work out. Um, Steve Lukather called within- uh, From Toto. Yeah, maybe a couple months later or whatever the time, I don't remember if it was, I think it was in the afterwards and asked me to uh, audition for Toto. And I did that. Fuck. Yeah, I did. Cause I, I did want, I felt like I was comfortable enough to be in that band because uh, Steve Luca there had played on a couple of my solo records. And, uh, and so, you know, right off the get go, we were really good friends. 
So I did audition for Toto and I was there for about a week singing all the hits, Africa, Hold the Line, Georgie Porgy, 99, Pamela, I, like all the hits, you know, and I, I didn't make it. And then only about, um, I don't know, shortly after that, my good friend and producer, uh, Mike Varney called me up and said, hey, Billy Sheehan's looking for, he goes, first of all, you know who Billy Sheehan is? I'm like, yeah, Billy's a past guest on the show. Awesome. So when Billy, he goes, yeah, you know, you know, Billy Sheehan is. I'm like, haven't got a clue. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know. You know, I saw him on MTV in the Yankee Rose video. Mm -hmm. I didn't know his history until I met him, you know, Talis and, and, UFO, talk to him about UFO. He was in UFO for about an hour and a half. You should yeah. talk about that. About I offered to give him bass lessons. He didn't really take that too, uh, too <laughs> kindly. Did he? He went, oh, 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 oh like a pretty diplomat. much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he's a, he was a diplomat. Yeah, yeah here he is. He wanted, he wanted to tell me to go fuck myself, but it's okay. He was very nice about it. Did he? Well, then you guys know him really well, man, because <laughs> you don't see those true colors come out. Uh, he was great. He was great. Yeah, so uh, without just going on and on about it, I'm just saying that Mike Varney introduced me to Billy Sheehan on the telephone, and I didn't really know who he was. I thought he was a pretty colorful, colorful, bleh, colorful cat. Try to say that five times. And uh, Billy said, yeah, I'm looking for a singer. And I go, well, who do you got? What other guys you got? And he goes, just you and me. And I go, <laughs> yeah, okay. And I was thinking... Nothing. I was just about ready to be dropped from Capital. Mm. And another record company dropped. And I was like, oh, fuck, man, I need to do something. I've done everything so far. So I need to get in a rock and, you know, straight ahead rock and roll band. So me and Billy hoofed all, we did a couple demos and we hoofed all over uh, Los Angeles and uh, was, you know, giving people our demos. Anyway, Long story short, Paul Gilbert came in, then uh, Pat Torpy came in, and then it was Mr. Big. So the stars aligned on that trip, you know. Right. So yeah. Mr. Mr. Big winds up having a couple of like huge hits with like "To Be With You," "Just Take My Heart." Um, you know, they were hits for the band, but did it kind of hurt the perception of who the band actually was? Because you guys were a hard rocking band, but people knew you from like these slower ballads. Not necessarily, you know, in the beginning on the first album, it was all dudes that came to the show. We had a underground hardcore rock audience. Yeah. I mean, some girls would show up just, you know, for me, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway.
Mm. <laughs> I like I like in that album when that when that when those two big hits came out to like the the band Extreme like Extreme was out for a long time exactly. and then they had you know Wholehearted and More Than Words I remember going to see them open up for ZZ Top and they were the first you know the, they were the opening band and they came out and he goes look we have these two big hits I know you want to hear them first so if all the teenage girls want to leave after the second song please be feel free and they opened up with wholehearted right into more than words then they rip into like decadence dance one of their hardest songs and the place emptied just literally <laughs> emptied because they only came to hear the two songs it does it does Yeah. Mm Right. Hey, who put that show together? Yeah, it's a weird lineup. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know what? Yeah, yeah.
He's one of those those brilliant guitar players that like every guitar player in the world just like drops to their knees and bows to. Yeah. Oh, it's it's insane. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. <laughs> when I You know, talk about like Australia. There's one thing I always I was wondering. You're one of these bands that falls into this category. Amazing musicians, killer songs, amazing voice, have great success here, but are fucking gigantic in Japan. Exactly. I don't I I don't understand why certain bands blow up in different countries. I mean, what, what like what's the following like over there? Like, is there a big like radio? back in the day was like radio gigantic over there and were they just like like really just yearning for american culture too Yeah. It's t- mainstream radio is brutal now. It is t- they play the same 15 songs over and over again. It's unlistenable. Right.
you know, Eric, you don't have to listen to a whole album anymore because everything is just released on as singles. You can go on Spotify, you can go on, you know, on Alexa, on the Amazon thing, and just say, I just want to hear this song. And no one has the patience or the stamina to listen to a full album anymore. Well, people like us will listen to a whole album, but the younger generation now that. He's my favorite guitar player on the planet. Right. Yeah, you can say you can say last year. We comics do this now. We always preface it now and say, "Hey, last year means 2019. We don't count 2020." So just say last year. Yeah.
They didn't want to hear it. They want to give it a chance. Yeah, a lot of people don't like change when it comes to a band. You know, when Vince Neil leaves Motley Crue, it's like they go from playing stadiums and, and arenas and they're playing small clubs again because they have to start all over again. It's, it's, it's a weird thing. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's their best record, by the way, by far. The one with Karabi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's very yeah. rare. It's very rare when you pull like a, a key component out of a band and the band stays successful. Well, it's a, it's a, and I was going to say, it's something that still people talk about to this day in 2021, which version of the band do you like better with uh, Dave or with Sammy? I think he got a really bad rap. He got a bad rap. got a bad rap. That was all Eddie. That was a no-win situation. Well, sometimes the chemistry just doesn't work. I think the chemistry was there. I think it was just such horrible fan backlash that people just refused to actually support them. It was a great record. I thought it was a great record. Not even giving you a chance. Yeah. 
Dean Castronovo could have sang for Journey. His version of Mother Father is insane. It makes it seem it's not that hard. It's like a cover band. I I went and saw I went and saw uh, Axel sing for ACDC. Right. And my, my buddy got us tickets. I'm like, all right, this is going to be great. Cause I'm a guns and roses fanatic and I'm watching and I'm like, all right, this is cool. This is cool. By the fourth song, you're like, all right, this is okay. And then like by the seventh song, we're like, we can go home, right? Beat the traffic. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we just left. Like it was a strange, a strange, like, I don't get that. Collaboration. I don't get why you would do that. No. Brian yeah. James, right. Yeah. It was so weird. I remember a time back in like the it was the late nineties, I think, where Ozzy had gotten sick, and uh, Rob Halford filled in for him for a couple shows i think it was like five or six shows and i have them recorded and like you listen to it i'm like this is the greatest fucking thing i've ever heard in my life and it was so awesome because i'm freaking out because i'm a priest fan i'm a sabbath fan but i wouldn't want it all the time you know I, I wouldn't want that that permanent replacement eric what do you think about bands that go out and tour under the band name and there's maybe one or no original members, kind of like, like what Farnett does sometimes when Mick isn't even with the band.
it it it, it makes no sense because you you know you have great white and Jack Russell's great white. You have Skid Row and you have Sebastian Bach playing. They're all playing the same shit. How about you stop playing 400 seat places and get back together and play a fucking few thousand seat theater. What about a guest that we had about a week ago when we had Jizzy Pearl on and now he's the singer in Quiet Riot and you know with Rudy just came back to the band but there was like nobody. There was no original members in Quiet Riot, yet they're still touring under the banner of Quiet Riot. Yeah. Well, they had Chuck Wright. He was he was the only like kind of link to the band. He was probably on the third album. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird when you see these like doo-wop shows like on 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 like the public access when they're selling the CDs and stuff like that. And they bring out like, hey, you know what? It's it's little Anthony and the Imperials. And like there's a guy who's 32 years old who's singing. There's like there's like one 87-year-old guy who they wheel out. Yeah. It's kind of strange. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. People just want to hear the songs. Yeah, every generation wants to hear their music is what it comes down to. Right. Speak.
Well, you wouldn't <laughs> want to hear us play play instruments or sing this so. though. Um, oh yeah, I got six so- guitars sitting right over here <laughs> that like, I'm looking at. And I'm like, yeah, I'm never picking those fucking things up ever again. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, you got two of us on there. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really really <laughs> bad. It's really fucking bad. And I have half of this stuff up here. I have I have a stack. I literally uh, right now have about twenty five autographed CDs and albums that I have no fucking idea where I'm putting. So I just bought this house and I might have to get another house just to hide, just to put all my shit up on the walls. <laughs> the truth. So what is your favorite, what is your favorite song to play live for Mr. Big? I know what song it should be. Me too. No pressure. I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong, Eric. I think your answer should have been a uh, green tin and sixties mind personally. I know it is. I know it is. Think, Believe me. I think you're both wrong. I think it's, yeah, I think it should be take cover. I mean, ugh, it, it, it shows off all you guys talent. You guys are great. It shows how great each of you guys are. I mean, you don't know what's better, the drums, the guitar, the bass, your voice, the whole, I love that song. I can never get bored of it. Right, that staggered beat. It's so cool. Oh, stop. I hate that shit. It's so stupid. You know what it was? Because it was like there was rock and roll and there was pop and there was country and then there was rap and then there was all this other shit. And they had no other name for it. So they just called it alternative. And it went, then it goes from like the cure and REM. Right, and now the it's cure like and the Smiths were considered alternative. Yeah. And like now it's like everything in the world falls on this alternative category. It's bullshit. 
I hate it. Who I oh, love. Joint favorite band. Love that band. Yep. Yeah, they fell into that like, you know, hey, we came out in like 93, right at the end of the, you know, the, the tail end of the grunge era. Okay, it's a lot easier for us to put a fucking flannel shirt on than it is for us to to where we want to be, you know? Yeah. <laughs> by the way that that was your best joke so far ellis island of rock that's that was good jeff is such a horrible comic that he stole those two jokes just so you know he's using he's using it tomorrow night <laughs> i'm open yes that's my opener tomorrow <laughs> Mencia. Mencia. <laughs> yes. Fucking Eric Martin. <laughs> I asked Billy this question on the interview and he was very diplomatic and I yelled at him for saying his answers too. So you're the singer and you have every available resource dead or alive to pick your ultimate backup band for you who's your guitar player who's your bass player who's your drummer and don't if you fucking say billy sheehan and if you say paul gilbert i'm gonna be really pissed he did he did he did say you he said it was to, it's, it's a toss-up between go back richie and, and to the tape He did. It was very funny. He was very funny. Somebody in that band has to be Eric. No, you could, you could, but it's just like we're going to expect. But that would be kind of a cop out. Yeah, it's like, am I, am I saying, look, I, I've been hosting this stupid podcast for a year and a half with Jeff. Is Jeff my favorite co-host? Fuck no, he's not my favorite co-host at all. <laughs> okay. Great, great job. Yes. Oh, can't go wrong with that. No, it's amazing. Was, no, he's, was, my, yeah, he, he did the Jewish. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, so I'm Italian, so it's, it's very close. <laughs> Baseball. 
He's gonna say Billy Sheen. He's who's that? Oh, okay. Was he part okay. of that wrecking? Was he part of the wrecking crew? Mm. Yeah, you had some. You had some amazing musicians in there. Yeah, he played. He played a lot of stuff. James Jamerson. Okay. Yeah. You know? Sure. Sure. But no, he's got to be a rhythm guitar player now. I know exactly. That was going to be my first choice. Yeah, we we love Tesla. Tesla is a great band that, again, like like we were talking about before, like they they fell into like that collective soul with the grunge. They fell into this whole hair metal bullshit when they were not a hair metal band in the least bit. You guys were not a hair metal band. You guys were fucking rock and roll bands because you came out at that time. Everybody just got lumped into this whole big bull of shit, and it was not fair to anybody. Exactly, Ellis Island. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you couldn't be in the band, who would you want to sing in that band? Like, what singers now do you really love? Ah. Oh, he's amazing. Doobies. Right, right there. There's a, that's a Michael McDonald autograph uh, CD up there with the Doobie Brothers. Love them. Yeah, that's yes. Mm, that's a good pick. No, nah, man, no. Peter Frampton's band. Yeah, I have I have live yeah. at the Fil- uh, live at the Fillmore upstairs on vinyl. Yeah. yeah, 
And see, Jeff, Jeff's a little bit older. See, he understands. I'm a little younger. Yes. I'm a little bit yes. That's right. It's like one of the first real super bands, if you think about it. We're wrapping up anyway. We're wrapping okay. up. We only have one more thing we want to say to you, uh, Eric. I want you to know, as a third, yeah, we're here. As a 13-year-old boy who was always madly in love with this one little girl, uh, it was many a mixtape that were made back in the day. Not like now where you send a Spotify playlist to somebody. Spent many an hour making the perfect Yes. Many, many an hour making the perfect mixtape to show my unrequited love to this girl. And on the first one was to be with you by Mr. Big. And then when she denied my request for love and all the hatred songs were on there, uh, just take my heart was on the next one. You are such a mo. Oh my God. Oh, I was such a little, I was uh, such a little, queer. I, I, it, was, you know, it was horrible. Oh my I'm God. I'm getting a new co-host after this. This is brutal. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was the kid who was blasting out the eighty, like like heaven by warrant, blasting it out the window towards the girl across the street to make her make sure she heard that I was listening to the cool music. Yeah, did you have the boombox over your head? You no, 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 out the window. The uh, Horrible! What a horrible! Don't encourage him. He'll. Yes. Mm hmm. None of your music got me laid, Eric, is what it comes down to. I just want to let you understand this. I got no <laughs> pussy ever in my life from any lyric that you ever wrote. <laughs> There you go. Nice. Mm -hmm. And you, you didn't put on Kiss, you know, side one of uh, of Kiss Alive Two, opening with Detroit Rock City. <laughs> That, that, that was that was that was my song which is why jeff didn't get laid till he was 27 years old either 
<laughs> no, I I was like 16 years old. I I I hooked up with like my teacher's daughter, and I, was, I played Kiss Alive too. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It really is. I'm gonna Venmo you the copay. Listen, we 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 appreciate you. Before your 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 computer goes dead, we appreciate you taking the time and hanging out and talking with us, man. You you're great. We're gonna do we're gonna do a volume two with you. We're gonna have you on again in a few months. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. I, want see the real, I want to see the real Eric Martin, not, not the nice one that was on here today. I want to see how the world has changed since you get back on the road. Yeah, be- before we let you go, can you tell us what, what, what's going on with you? Are you still doing that rock opera with, uh, I think it was Jeff Tate you guys were doing? Uh, you know, That's right. Oh, I love the, that band. Yeah, they were great. Sure. What was that song? Future World or something? Pretty Maids? Yeah. Where were you in New York? You have PJ Farley playing with you, right? You have PJ Farley playing with you, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Comes full circle. No. I've heard of the band, yeah, but I never, I didn't know what the name was. Mm-hmm.
Yeah, great show. You can always make a phone call to Hollywood and be Mike Myers uh, stand in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're getting along so good, and you have to say that, Sean. Listen, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Eric. You have your Mr. Big money. You have your Eric Martin money. I'm sure you wouldn't mind the fucking Austin Powers money. Let's just be honest here. <laughs> ah. All right. Listen, you're a man of integrity, and I, I respect you even more for that. I totally am. I totally am. <laughs> yes yes I, I i don't i don't blame i'm done with him too he he lost me with 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 his with his sappy mostine fucking mixtape to get laid and i don't forever he, was on there I don't too believe by the he way got laid off of that i really I don't I still love you. I still love you, Eric. I still love you. It's okay. Your words don't hurt me. I canceled the Ven I canceled the Venmo transfer for the therapy copay. Just letting you know. You know, if you do an updated version of of your mixtape, Eric does a couple of great versions of Eternal Flame and um, Unbreak My Heart. They're good, man. Great They're songs. really good. Great songs. I'm telling you. We did uh, Mariah Carey Hero, I think, right?
Did you have t-shirts that said Mr. Vocalist? <laughs> you got a three X laying around anywhere? Yeah. Oh, fat joke. That's how we're going to end it on a fat joke, Jeff. <laughs> Perfect. Booyah. Where can we find, where, where can our fans find you on social media? Do you have like a one set handle or? Yeah, yes. kind of. On your CB. Your CB handle, yeah. yeah. Je- Jeff was uh, the Staten Island Cocknose. That was his name on the CB. No, oh, I, listen, I have a really embarrassing name. Oh, God, please tell me this. It was Red Falcon because I thought it was really, I thought it was really cool. I was the Red Falcon because I thought it was like a superhero. Oh, God. <laughs> I love this guy. I love Eric. Right, exactly. I hate you both. Yes, I'm sorry. What it comes down to, I really just do hate you both. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If this was a roast battle, Eric Martin just won. He really did. Oh, yeah. Fire, Fire beast. beast. Fire beast. Guarantee you there was no women ever at a Fire Beast show. <laughs> <laughs> Did, did you have bandanas wrapped around yourself? Yeah, it should have been around your neck with a name like that. Holy shit, that's terrible. Fire beast. <laughs> Fire beast. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, it's a fire beast show going on. That's fucking great. <laughs> Eric, thank you so much for coming on. This is one of the more fun episodes we've had in a very long time. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. A lot of fun. format yeah yeah i got 13 in my fucking fridge over here that i'm trying to get to for a half a fucking hour eric but you want to make fun of me and i can't go to the goddamn freaking fridge jesus christ yeah, and, we, and we had to get that fire beast plug in so that was worth it that was worth it yes it is Hey, the next time you come through New York, New Jersey, let us know. We'll be more than happy to plug your shows, man.
That's what I just said. Sounds like a plan to me. Eric, once again, thank you very much, man. Great, great talking with you. Hopefully we'll have you on again soon. Thanks, guys. Okay, be well, man. Bye.